received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC Las Vegas edition of the Bout Business Podcast. This week, they're not at the apex with the small cage. In fact, they're at a venue I'm intimately familiar with, the theater at the Virgin Hotel, which is where I spent Friday and Saturday night of last week watching my band Widespread Panic that I adore so much. Quickly, they go from concerts to UFC fighting. There'll be fans in the venue, not quite like T-Mobile, but way better than the Apex. They will be employing the smaller cage. First order of business, I want to mention the two winners of our contest who over the course of the last two pay-per-views have won a free pay-per-view. Maverick King won our initial contest. And then last week for 285, Caleb Campbell. I don't know where these gentlemen live, but I know they listen and were totally in gratitude for you listening. All you other listeners, you're going to have a shot for us to pay for your pay-per-view upcoming. Next one happens to be next week, 286, from London. So tune in so that you can uh, have a chance to win 80 bucks, basically, for a free pay-per-view. Again, for the many listeners throughout the globe, though you guys are fight fans if you're listening to an old shoe like me talk about fights. We appreciate you listening. And there's nothing that we love more than enjoying the fight game except profiting and running a business from it. So with that in mind, let's review last week, two and three, point two one of a unit in loss. But let's understand, in this fight card last week, 14 fights, 13 and one favorite for the year. 52, 16 and five, 71.2% favorites hitting so far this year. Meanwhile, uh, the deaf, dumb and blind kid bumping around in the dark, 16 and 16 plus 4.26 units. I'm very happy with that percentage that gross amount of profit, especially in lieu of 71.2%. Futures hanging out there. We've got Corey Sanhagen fighting in a couple weeks against Marlon Vera. We got him at minus 150, and that's about where he's priced right now. No one's paying attention to that fight with London and Usman Edwards rematch coming up next week. So now, Business is tied up. Let's now focus on deriving profit 
from UFC Las Vegas. And here we'll move right into round one. In round one, earlier in the week, I released Rafael Asuncao plus 125. I was trying to remain patient and wait for the podcast to release him. Had I done so, we'd be at 115. That's where he's priced now. Fighting Englishman Davy Grant. You know, Grant uh, has a lot going for him. Even though he's 37, he's three years the younger man, three inches taller. He has a three-inch reach advantage, two inches with his legs. Banger, definitely well-rounded. But he's lost to Adrian Yanez. He lost to the aforementioned Marlon Vera. Most recent win uh, against uh, Louis Smolka. Now, that body of work at the 135-pound level is respectable. However, when we turn the page to look at a Sun Tzu, a Sun Tzu, oh, by the way, now training at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas, is coming in off a really important win over Victor Henry, and Victor Henry can fight. We'll talk about him later. A Sun Tzu, 40 years old, close to retirement, has talked about it. I don't like hearing that in a guy I already released. That said, I think his perspective is solid, stable, based, and focused. He doesn't want to go out the way he was going out, switch gyms. I think he's fighting with focus. I love him as an underdog in this spot. Round one, Rafael Asuncao, plus 115 if you're getting it today, plus 125 if you got it earlier on this underdog. I would take it now because it could end up closing close to pick them. I think what we all understand after listening to me for a couple of years is it's implied when I release an underdog to monitor that underdog with patience. Because if we can get a nickel or a dime by being patient of extra value on the underdog, I know that's what I'm doing. And I encourage you to do that as well. Not on the Asuncao fight. Jump now, get Asuncao as a dog price. And now we'll move into round two. Round two, also released early via the VEASAN digital magazine that I contribute to. This came out on Tuesday. Odds are a little bit different. Those that read saw that I used a parlay, and this will be our parlay for today. The Krylov-Ryan Span fight, that was 205 pounds, and two weeks ago, five-round main event, gets moved to this card, deepening the card. However, now they're at a catchweight 215, and they're fighting three rounds. Now you can go back and forth as to who that benefits. A huge guy like Span, 6'5", he came in at 213, looked great. Calm, cool, collected, no weight uh, problems. I don't like the sunglasses, though. I think that's usually a tell. We broke this down two weeks ago. Not much is changing except that Krilov, the guy I believe has the durability to get this fight into the second round where things change, spans the man for the first fury because he's fast, he's furious, he's mean, and he's a bully. But if you can pull him into a fight and make him dig deep. I think that's where 
there's advantage on an opponent, and that's the opponent, the kind of style of opponent that we're choosing today with Kurlov, currently priced 170, right where he was two weeks ago when this fight was canceled. The difference being we're not going to use him straight up. We're going to use Krilov in a parlay, and we're going to look at a couple of fights earlier. We're going back to bantamweight where Saeed Nurmagomedov is fighting Jonathan Martinez. Nurmagomedov is a fighter with a little bit more experience. These guys are similar in physique. Nurmagomedov, I'd say, has a little bit more improvement, has experienced a little more improvement. That said, with the improvement he's experienced, he's fighting a guy that's coming in, won his last fight. And Martinez beat a guy named Lashesvili, definitely a Russian vice grip wrestler, which is what Nurmagomedov is. At the end of the day, Martinez being Muay Thai and BJJ against Nurmagomedov, who's a vice grip Russian wrestler grappler. I don't believe Jonathan Martinez has the wrestling chops to stay with Nurmagomedov. Saeed Nurmagomedov at the time, 240 with Krilov, minus 170, returned plus one and a quarter. The odds are just a little off on that parlay today because Nurmagomedov is a tick or two higher than that, but it's still a plus money parlay. And that is round two. Round three is the third and the last of the early releases for this card that we were forced to undertake at the time that these lines were either moving or in this case, when this line was just released. In this case, round three, Mario Bautista fighting the Argentinian Guido Canetti. Canetti, three inches shorter, 14 years older, a southpaw, giving away some reach and height, and he's really giving away well-roundedness also. Canetti has bludgeoning kicks, and he's got some power, and he has a strong will, as most Italians will tell you. He's a hard-headed guy. He's more singularly versed, however. In Bautista, he's getting a 29-year-old kid whose competition level has been great, who's been improving each fight. However, there's danger here. For if Bautista decides to stand and trade with Kennedy and play his game, he's got a great chance of getting iced. Now, he's got a chin made of granite. However, we saw Trevin Jones earlier catch Bautista, and Bautista and his camp are well aware of Kennedy's strengths and have no inkling whatsoever of competing with him there. No, this is going to be a wrestling grappling match because Bautista is going to be quick to wrestle, take this to the floor where he will hold control, advantage, even dominance. Earlier in the week when this line came out, Bautista via submission, minus 110. That's exactly where this line sits at DraftKings as we speak. And that's the release for round three. 
Mario Bautista via submission, 1.1 unit to win one full unit. Now we'll move right into round four. Round four, we're still groveling in the early part of this card. 13 and one favorites last week. Doesn't seem to scare me because it's apparent that I see some underdogs here that I want to invest in. Round four, we're going to an early fight. Bruno Silva, Tyson Nam. Silva undersized, 5'4", 32 years old, 65-inch reach, good power, very well-rounded, good BJJ practitioner, fighting a guy in Tyson. Nam's now 39 years old, but Nam's going to have tremendous size advantage here. Three inches of height, couple inches of reach, legs and arms. Nam, the Hawaiian, has been in with a much higher level of competition coming into this one off an Odie Osborne win in August. He's a veteran that's been in. He's been in with excellent fighters. Uh, Odie Osborne, he lost to Schnell. He's beaten Rivera, Adashev. He lost a decision to Kai Kara, France. Been in with uh, Pettis. Lost a decision to Zuma Gulava, vice grip wrestler. Listen, Tyson Nam is very uneven, very inconsistent, but his last few fights are good. He holds tremendous power, and Bruno Silva is going to have to come to him. Bruno Silva, uh, victor over Victor Rodriguez and JP Baez, uh, he lost to Ulan Bekov and David Dvorak. Listen, this is too much step up for Bruno Silva. I think Tyson Nam is poised and ripe as a Georgia peach. Nam opens minus 150. Now we can get Tyson Nam plus 180. I'm all about it. One unit, Tyson Nam, round four. Now, before we get to round five, let's talk about our future positions. I mentioned Sandhagen for the card on March 25th. Those lines just broke. Again, I'm referencing bet online where you can make a decent wager. On that card, Alex Caceres, featherweight, against Nate Landwehr. I'll break the fight down next week. Caceres currently open, minus 155. We'll take 155 to win one unit on Caceres as a future wager to team up with the minus 150 to win one on Sandhagen. We'll break those down next week. Now let's move into round five. Round five, main card, heavyweight action. OV against OV. Yep, that's Volkov against Romanov. And that's where the similarities end. Volkov, five inches taller at 6'7", 34 years old, not old at all for a heavyweight, especially one that has the kind of pedigree he has. Volkov's been in there with Aspinall, Gane, Blades, lost to them all, but has learned tremendously, especially in the Blades, which was three or four back. He found, realized, the importance of wrestling, he's been developing that. Then against Aspinall, he was able to put little to no fight up whatsoever. Now he's in with this kid Romanov. He's green as an apple, but he's a dynamic wrestler. 
Romanov's going to come in averaging 5.2 takedowns per 15. The good news for Volkov, and he's been in with those kinds of wrestlers, 71% takedown defense. I know many regard Romanov as live, but Volkov dominated a Marcin Tybura who just beat Romanov and put him to school and basically exposed him. Those that can withstand the first five minutes of wrestling from Romanov can tire the guy out. His physique is not necessarily that of Cyril God, nor is it that of Volkov. Really like Volkov in this spot. And here's another one. Volkov opens minus 150 in this fight. Now you're going to turn around and tell me that I can get him plus 130. Wait, shop, be patient. Because we could get Volkov at 135, 140. If you see it tick down, jump and get it. But round five, Alexander Volkov plus 130. Thank you very much. Now, just a couple of things that I want to add. Number one, Victor Henry, Tony Gravely. Love that fight. I want to add a half a unit on Victor Henry via decision. That fight over two and a half minus 200. I think Victor Henry finally is going to be a guy with a little size on his opponent. Really well-rounded. Eight subs, eight decisions, six KOs. I think he's too much too soon for Gravely, who was a little bit late onto the scale. So there's another half a unit investment as well. Late to the scale, Josh Friend. I won't break this down other than to say I think Friend's in a really excellent spot here. In his fight against this newcomer, Dumas, Dumas getting plenty of respect here, but Friend is dynamically the larger, bigger fighter coming in off three losses, Hernandez, Robocop, and Treshawn Gore. He's hungry, he's desperate, and he's catching Dumas on his debut fight. I love Friend in this situation, who's grown at openers from plus 130 to the plus 185, plus 190, we're going to attack him at here. Again, that's another half unit. Now, finally, the main event. We're not going to bet the main event at this juncture. Should we be rolling in units when we get to it? We may. I really came into this handicap thinking Marab Dabashvili was in a really great position here, but after watching him all week long, Dabashvili is wound tighter than a Swiss watch. He's hugely emotional. He's been over the top. If you watch his interviews, he's a rambling mess. Today in the weigh-ins, Jan knows exactly what he's doing to the guy. Gave him a shove on the shoulder. I'm telling you, Davalishvili's in a poor, poor condition here. Peter Jan, I think, has completely psyched him out going into the fight. I think that Jan's skills are such that he may just paint Marab for five full rounds. Jan decision makes sense. Jan inside the distance also makes sense. Jan makes sense. I'm not touching the fight now. You may watch me on Twitter, but Dabalishvili's tell all week long, too much emotion. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk next week when the UFC goes to London and we get another crack at Leon Edwards as a huge underdog. Until then, good luck with UFC Las Vegas. Boom.
locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenrolls covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network